Frequency Cast, unofficial guide. Please stand by. Hi, this is Carl. And this is Pete. From the Frequency Cast podcast. We produce regular online radio shows covering digital TV and technology in the UK. You can listen to our shows online or have them automatically downloaded to your MP3 player. As well as our regular podcasts, we occasionally release unofficial audio guides. This isn't one of our standard shows. What you're listening to now is our audio guide to the Amazon Kindle. Okay, off you go then, Pete. You've got one right there. Thank you very much. Ah, it's a photo frame with a picture of your grandfather. Yes, uh, we covered this briefly in show 55, but uh, due to popular demand, we're going to do a little bit more in-depth discussion of the Amazon Kindle book reader. What you're looking at there is the screensaver, effectively. If you're not reading, it will put this screen up. Now, because of the way the technology works, it's not draining your battery by doing this, which is kind of cool. So there you go. We've got a picture of Jules Verne acting as a screensaver on, on the Kindle. A very beardy man and a very nice looking picture as well. Now, you've just turned it on and the screen comes alive and changes the image to Pete's Kindle. Oh, it even knows your name. Yeah, that was really quite impressive, actually. When I got it out of the box, it uh, said, Hi, Pete, and it's actually tied the Kindle account into my Amazon account. So it knows who I am. I didn't have to do any configuring or putting in email addresses. Out of the box, it's tied to my Amazon account and just knows who I am. Nice personal touch as well. Absolutely. It does come with a very thin getting started guide, but everything you need is on here. It's got a, a guide built in, so you've got the full instructions on here, which is pretty cool. Excellent. Now, I see there you have the Sony ebook reader, but uh, I was going to start drawing comparisons, but there's very little to no comparisons to be drawn, is there? I mean, this is a lot lighter. It's slicker. It feels somewhat sort of old but new. Uh, is that Does that come across well? I don't know. I know what you mean. It's actually almost too thin to be believable as a as a gadget. The Sony reader that we got here in my left hand is, is a metallic, fairly heavy uh, device. The screen sizes are actually about the same, but the Sony does feel quite a heavy cold as well because it's uh, sort of an aluminium finish, whereas the Kindle is about, well, it's a, a lot thinner and a lot lighter. Yes, it's kind of warm and cosy like a paperback i tell you what there's something i have noticed using this to actually read is really really interesting when i'm holding a paperback i don't know about you have you got have we got a paperback here in the studio hold that as if you were reading that yeah classic so you've done exactly what i do you've got your thumb on the heavy part of the book and your little finger propping up the light part of the book so you're having to do this weird sort of hand grip to hold a paperback in one hand now with this you don't need to do that and the beauty is you can just continue to turn the page like that just by pressing a button on either the right or the left without having to constantly rebalance the weight of your paperback and use your little finger to stop the book falling over. You know what, I actually, I can see exactly what you mean, yeah. It is, it's a nicer hold, isn't it? It does make reading a heck of a lot easier, especially if you're trying to read while you're lying down where you, you know, you've got your head on the pillow and you're reading where normally you need the other hand to kind of grip the book and turn the page. This, you can do the whole thing nice and one-handedly, and it's a really nice, comfy read. Well, the other thing, of course, is most people actually turn the pages right round so they're doubling up on the, and breaking the spine of the book, whereas this is only half the uh, width anyway. A very quick physical description, Carl. Black, very slim, a little bit taller than the ebook. has a QWERTY keyboard on the front, um, has buttons on the side, four buttons, two on each side, which are for turning pages forwards and backwards, it doesn't matter whether you're left-handed or right-handed, obviously. And on the back it has two speakers. Um, I'm assuming that does nice stereo sound then at this point. And um, 
On the bottom, it appears to have a microphone and a volume button. Yep, you've got volume up and down, headphone socket, microphone socket, which isn't used at the moment. This is allegedly for future use. Um, what, the, the microphone, not the headphone socket? The microphone, absolutely, yeah. Uh, USB socket for charging and data transfer to a computer, and the on-off switch. Nice, okay. You've been playing with this for a week. What's happened? I have really, really got to like this. I'm very, very impressed with this. The one I'm holding here is the 3G version. We should probably be clear on this. There are, there are two out there. There's the Wi-Fi only, which means you can load books onto it either through the USB or through your home wireless network or through a wireless hotspot. The other one is 3G, which means it's got a built-in SIM card. In the UK, this is using Vodafone and it's free. There's no subscription to use this service. So you can connect over the mobile phone network for free and download content from Amazon. No, I like that, because I don't want to be paying a monthly bill for my book, do I? True enough, absolutely. Probably the first thing that's, that's worth doing is actually trying this. We'll actually try a live download of a book. We're doing this over 3G, not Wi-Fi. Should we go for it? Okay, what are we going to download? I think I'm going to download a copy that I own in just about every possible media going, Douglas Adams' The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, book one. No one said that you were an unhappy fella. Okay, ready? So what I'm going to do is press Home, which takes me to the main menu, and then select Menu and we see Shop in Kindle Store. So I press the little four-way navy thing, and it's making a connection. You see at the top it says... Wireless connecting. There you go, little 3G icon. So this is connected now to the Amazon Store, and it says Begin Typing to Search. So what I can do is I type in Douglas Adams. You're not a particularly quick typer, are you? It's quite a small keyboard. It's not painfully small, but it is a little bit of a small keyboard. Okay, we're just waiting now. So we've got our 3D, 3G data connection. We've got a little spinny thing up on the top left where it says Pete's Kindle. Right, there we go. So we've got search results. And what's the first result there? The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. With a four and a half star review. So what I'm going to do, let's get ready to start the stopwatch on this. Here we go. I'm going to press, going to press the button, which should take me into that book. It says Wireless Connecting. Okay, we're not actually downloading it yet. It's going to take us to an information page, first of all. So here we go. Um, digital list retail price, £7.99. Amazon are doing it at £3.78. Wow, so it's cheaper. So here I've got a try a sample button, should I wish, so I can actually read a free sample without having to actually buy the book. What will that be? Will that be like a chapter of it, or will that be just a description of what he writes about or what? From what I've seen, uh, well, I've, I've tried it with two or three different books. One of them is the preface of a book and then the first chapter. Another one I've tried is the first three chapters. So it does vary. I think it's down to the author. Oh, that's interesting to know. So I've got the option to buy, try a sample, add to wish list. It says here 78 reviews and it's got a lot of other information about it here as well. So I'm going to hit buy and at the same time I'm going to start the stopwatch. Are we ready? Okay, so we're off and running. I've hit buy, wireless connecting. Right, thank you for your purchase. We're now sending this. It will automatically appear in your home screen. You can continue reading or shopping while the product is downloading. Okay, we're 10 seconds in. Okay, so we're still downloading. We're about 30 seconds in now. Right, there we go. That's it. There we go. There it is. And we're ready to start reading. That took just over 30 seconds. Spot on. So I'm now opening that up. And here we go, forward by Russell T. Davis, and there you go, you're actually now reading the book. So there you go, in 30 seconds, we're starting to read our book that we've just bought and paid for on Amazon. No entering your credit card details, no mucking about, you'll just be billed through Amazon as normal. Very, very smooth and easy process for buying, you agree? I'm very impressed. I've got to be honest, if I uh, wanted a book, that's how I want to buy it. Now this is the interesting thing, I'm flicking through the book here. I've just clicked 
six pages forward, I'm now at the front of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, with that memorable far out in the uncharted backwater of the unfashionable end of the western spiral arm of the galaxy lies a small unregarded yellow sun. Now normally you get a page number on a book, don't you? Yep. Here we've got a percentage, so I'm 3% through the book. And the little bar that shows you your progress, so you don't have page numbers, you have percentages and locations, which is a little bit different. That's going to be great when you're doing English literature at school. You know, you can say, oh, I'm 47% into my book. Now, this is the really clever bit, okay? So this is the Amazon Kindle device, but Amazon Kindle is bigger than that. You can have other Amazon Kindle devices. You can also get applications for things like the iPhone, the iPad, Android phones, and on PCs and laptops. So I've bought this book on the Amazon Kindle itself. If I fire up my iPhone here, there's also an Amazon Kindle app. This is where it gets really clever. If I fire up my Amazon Kindle app, and I must say, he's doing this as he's speaking, and it's very, very slick. Okay, what's what's happening, though? I, I still don't understand what you're trying to achieve. Okay, what it now says is, okay, here we go, synchronising, synchronised. So here, under archived items, there should be a copy of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There we go. So it's worked out that I have downloaded and legitimately purchased The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy on a Kindle. It's now letting me download and read the same book on a, a different device. So here we are. So what you're saying is you can now read in stereo? Pretty much. Now, this is the clever bit. I've just opened the book up, and you can see it's remembered that I was on that particular page. That's very clever. So, in fact, if you had to turn off your Kindle and put it in your bag, and it was already synced up to your iPhone, you could continue to read the same book. Now I understand the sync element of this uh, application. There you go. So as you're reading, yes, you can sync automatically in the background with the server. And in here, you can see all sorts of clever little things like uh, you can sync to the furthest red page, add a description of the book, search the book, add a bookmark, add a note or a highlight to the book. You can also select a chapter and paste it onto Facebook so your friends can read what chapter and quote you're reading uh, through either Facebook or Twitter, which is pretty cool. Oh, it makes us sad happy, doesn't it? <laughs> there you go. So that's how easy it is to actually get a book. And there's 400,000 books available today from the UK Amazon store, as well as books. Let me just see if we can do this here. I press menu, shop in Kindle store, and I'm actually just going to browse the shop rather than doing a search here. So here we go. We've got browse books, newspapers, magazines, and blogs, and it's got some bestseller recommendations. If we go into newspapers, just as an experiment here. Okay, what have we got now? We have newspapers uh, from the United Kingdom, from Brazil, from Canada, China, the Czech Republic, France, Germany, India, basically the whole world. Uh, USA, Spain, unbelievable. And you've just selected the United Kingdom, where there were five titles available. Uh, the Daily Telegraph, Daily Mail, The Independent, Financial Times, UK edition, and London Evening Standard. Okay, so let's just pick... I'll, I'll go for the Daily Mail, just to upset some of our listeners here. If I open up the Daily Mail, what we've got here is the option for a 14-day free trial. You can get an individual newspaper, so it says current issue, available now, 75p. Free newspaper. How much is that actually in real terms? Not being a Daily Mail newspaper reader, I'm not sure, but I think this is cheaper. Where it does get clever, though, monthly subscription. Oh, good grief, that's good. Only eight ninety nine. Well, that does work out cheaper. So I can actually start a 14-day trial of the Daily Mail newspaper. And this is kind of cool as well. With your newspaper, you normally get sections like sport and finance and entertainment and stuff. With this, you can fast-forward to certain pages, do a search in the newspaper for a certain keyword... So that's clever. So if you actually happen to be talking about news to someone and did you read in the, the Daily Mail, you can actually check it out on your way home or whatever. Yeah, that's good. I like that. And obviously um, the parts of the paper that you don't want to read, you don't have to throw away. 
exactly. Good for the environment as well. You've also got uh, magazines in here, so just let's have a quick look at a couple of the UK titles. Nothing overly inspiring, actually, in this list of magazines, but of course this is going to grow as time goes on rather than shrink. So we've got The Economist, PC Magazine, The Spectator, The New Statesman, uh, Business Week. Uh, yeah, there's five pages full, so there's 50-odd titles here. Science News, Forbes, so there's some fairly good stuff on there. Yeah, at the moment they seem to be for more intellectual people, don't they? So uh, the more popular this device becomes, the uh, better the magazine list, I'm guessing. There you go. I'm still waiting for Viz to come out on here. I'm sure it's only a matter of time. Well, I'm only disappointed in one element. I've got to be honest. It's monochrome, isn't it? Um, the sun's not going to look good on there. Because I like the red font, you know, on the, the white sun on the red background. I think it really brightens up my day. Just to be clear, though, this is actually grayscale, not mono. So there are some shades of grey. It's not just black and white. Well, thank you for your grayscale. And look at that. It's got a picture of a tree and a man reading a book and a Kindle and some quote. That's how easy it is to read books and magazines on here. Just going to take you back to the main menu here. You see we've got various categories. I've created these things called collections, so I've got documents, reference and manuals in here. Uh, documents I'm using for sort of working documents, references is dictionaries and the like, and manuals is some PDF files that I've got in here. So you can categorise your books, you can also categorise to like fiction, non-fiction, uh, biographies, whatever, so you can categorise quite well. And how many folders can you make? I haven't found a maximum limit yet. I've got, I've got about six, but it doesn't seem to be an obvious limit. And you can title the folders whatever you like, yeah? Absolutely, yeah. Rename, delete, whatever you want, yeah. Okay, so I'm just going to hop back to uh, our Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Now, this is a nice little touch. You see, so you're reading this. Let's just turn to page uh, two of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, that one we know so well. There you go. Now, fi find me a difficult word on that page. Catastrophe. <laughs> Can't say it either. Catastrophe. There you go. So it says here, before she could get to her phone to tell anyone, a terrible, stupid catastrophe occurred. Now, if I scroll down, I'm just pressing the down key on this little control panel here, scrolling across to the right, oh, on the word catastrophe, and what do we have at the bottom of the screen? Oh, sorry, top of the screen here now. Oh, a dictionary. I mean, it moves around the screen, so depending on where there's more space, it, so you can carry on reading. That's a nice little touch. Uh, it says, uh, catastrophe. An event causing great and unusual sudden damage or suffering, a disaster. OK, now this is where it's clever. So we've now got a full dictionary definition. And, as if by magic, you can also do this. Here we go. You can search for that word in My Items, Store, Google or Wikipedia. And because this effectively has got an internet connection built in, you can just do a Google or a Wikipedia lookup on any particular phrase or word in the book. So you can either use a dictionary and find out the real meaning or go to Wikipedia and find out some fictional meaning of it, yeah? <laughs> yes. So that's the basic book reading done. In book, you can do a search for all your books, search for a particular word in a book, dictionary lookups, Wikipedia lookups, Google lookups. What if I'm having trouble pronouncing that word, like it's a word that's new to you? If you're a foreigner and you wanted to actually learn the language, is there any way you can help me there? Ah, oh, this is nice. Right, now... There we go. And if I do Alt-Simb, I get this. Sadly, however, before she could get to her phone to tell anyone about it, a terrible, stupid catastrophe occurred, and the idea was lost forever. This is not her story, but it is the story... There you go. You can automatically get this to convert text into speech. Very good. I do like the way they say big words, because they kind of change the intonation halfway through the... Uh pronunciation of the word is catastrophe what that i think it's great <laughs> yeah they're a bundle of fun those automatic translation things at this point i actually want to just play in a voicemail that we had can i do that what from that so this is a call from matt uh who's asking a very specific question about the kindle hey there it's your regular listener blind matt from portsmouth regarding the kindle or the kindle the amazon book reader thingy 
I hear it has uh, text-to-speech functionality. Uh, I heard it used uh, in your last show, Show 55. Is the uh, text-to-speech functional throughout the whole entire reader's interface? I'm thinking of getting one because I'm a student at college and I need to get textbooks. And it, it seems like a really easy uh, thing to use from what you were talking about it. But uh, does it work for someone like me who can't see the screen? Okay, so Matt is asking if, as a blind user of the Kindle, this gives you any help over and above this reading. So yes, it will read out a story, but of course it doesn't help you if you're at the main menu and you're trying to work out how you can navigate around. There is a rather nice little feature. If I go back to Home... Don't tell me, it turns it to Braille, yeah? (laughs) I wish. And I press Menu, and I go to Settings. In Settings, on the second page, is something called... Voice Guide. Oh, so it has an inbuilt voice guide. So Matt... It's a cool piece of technology, dude. Let me just try this out. I've turned voice guide on. Let's go back to the home page. Home, page one of one. Documents collection, two items, item one of ten. Okay, I'm going to press the down key to get to the Hitchhiker's Guide. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Douglas Adams, item four of ten. Okay, and I can open the book, and it should just tell me it's opening the book. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, location 131, 3%. And then I can just uh, press uh, the keys to get the book to automatically start reading again. So, yeah, every option will speak out what it's up to. Shop and Kindle store. Go to book description. So this is giving me a nice step-by-step guide on how to use it, so you don't actually need to see the screen. The other thing is, though, um, that Matt may be interested in knowing, um, the buttons aren't actually raised in any particular way. There's no uh, particular knobs or or things like that on them. They're just normal buttons. I don't know whether they might even do one for blind users. Would they, with um, sort of indentations or something? I don't think they do. To be honest, I don't think Matt would actually struggle to use this. The QWERTY keyboard layout is very, very clear. The page turn buttons, you can actually feel them. One is smaller than the other, so you can definitely feel the the right over the left button. And the QWERTY keyboard, top left is is the Q, uh, I, I can't imagine it'd be a problem for, for Matt to use this. If you do get one, Matt, do inform us. Tell us what you think of it. Since we first released this audio guide, we've had an email in from Steve Nutt giving us some more information about accessibility. Steve says, I too am blind and have to point out that the Kindle is not completely accessible if you're blind. As an example, try browsing the Kindle store with speech turned on. You get a big fat nothing. You also can't navigate a book word by word or line by line, and you can't spell out words if you're not sure of the spelling. So speech, therefore, is, at the moment, a bit of a gimmick for sighted people rather than helping the blind. Also, about half of Kindle's e-books have text-to-speech disabled, so make sure before you buy a book to check whether it has text-to-speech enabled or not. Steve says it's not all bad news, though. You can, as a blind person, buy a Kindle book on your PC, not on the Kindle, and it will be synchronised over to your Kindle. Steve asks us to give out a shout to Amazon to ask them to make this device even more accessible, rather than just giving us bits of speech here and there. We hope you're listening, Amazon. Steve signs off by saying that he can't wait to get hold of his Kindle. He thinks if Matt wants to use it for study, he may be disappointed. But for leisure reading, though, the Kindle is going to be great for the blind. Cheers, Steve. Excellent. Thanks for that. What I want to talk about now is the the type of documents you can get on this. Now, we've talked about you can just go to the store and download, which is fair enough. You can also connect via USB and copy across documents onto this device. And it actually supports a good range of formats. I've got the list here. It supports unprotected Microsoft Word documents, that's Doc and DocX, PDF, HTML, TXT, RTF, JPEG, GIF, PNG, Bitmap, PRC and Mobi files. 
it says some complex PDF and docx files may not format correctly on the Kindle. But yeah, you can actually get a nice range of documents on here. There is one slight catch with loading documents. You can load a lot of the documents over USB, but some of them need conversion. Now this has always been a bit of a bone of contention with anyone that's got something like an e-reader or a, a handheld PDA or something along those lines that you have to convert documents. And Amazon's actually got a really good idea. You can convert through their website, so you upload the document and it will transfer it back as a converted document. They give you a free email address as well, which is rather nice. Right, and what's that for? So what you do, let's say you want to get a Word document on here. Right. You send an email from your normal email account to the Kindle email account, and it's free.kindle.com, so your username at free.kindle.com. Attach the document as a an attachment, send it off, Amazon do the conversion, and over the air, send it back to your device. Very nice. So you can actually look at meeting documents on the train using your Kindle. There is only one slight downside, which is if you're going to be sending a lot of documents to it, Amazon will actually charge you if you want to do a lot of document work over 3G. So the intention is you can get it free over Wi-Fi. If you actually want to get people to send you something on the train as a document, there will be a small charge for that. So it's not really to replace business machines in any way? No. If you've got a Wi-Fi connection or access to a PC, you can do the conversion for free. If you happen to be out and about and you've got no access to either Wi-Fi or to a PC, you can still get documents sent to you, but there's a small charge. So in addition to documents, which of course you expect e-readers and the Kindle to do, the Sony e-reader had an MP3 player, which I was quite impressed with because you can actually listen to it. I, mean, I often do this, land a beach, listen to some music and then read a book. Does that one? Oh, yes, indeed it does. So as we said, it's got a headphone socket at the bottom. With a Sony, you could connect it to a PC, copy over MP3 files or podcasts or whatever, and listen to them through the headphone socket. Exactly the same deal here. You can't do them over the air. You do have to connect it to a PC or Mac and copy the audio files across as an MP3 file. Once it's done, you can just go to the home screen, press Menu... At the moment, it's an experimental feature only, so it's under experimental from the menu, and in there, play MP3. And if we hit play music... Frequency cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast number 55, the UK's digital TV and technology show. You can play either through the headphones, and you've got a nice little volume control there, or out of the two stereo speakers on the back. Very good. And if you put it down on a surface, it gets louder, doesn't it? Which is one of those bizarre things of technology. It also has support for audible.co.uk, so that's speaking books, which is quite nifty. That's always good. Right, a couple of questions that were mailed in by our listeners after our uh, after show number 55. Just read this one for me. Uh, this one's from Richard Curtis. On podcast 55, you mentioned that the new Kindle includes a restricted web browser. What can one do and not do with a web browser? Could one use Gmail, GCal, or Google Docs? Uh, could one use Twitter, Facebook, or... Diaspora. It's easy for you to say. <laughs> it's like catastrophe. And could one watch YouTube or BBC iPlayer? Many thanks, Richard. Well, the web browser's okay. To be fair, it's not the world's best web browser. I've gone into the web browser, which is under experimental, and it's automatically got a list of bookmarks. Amazon.com, Amazon.co.uk, Wikipedia, Google, BBC. It won't do as much, obviously, as, as a, either a high-powered... Uh, smartphone or as a browser certainly you're not going to get the BBC iPlayer on there it doesn't have flash built in so it is a fairly limited tool if I go into Google now as a little experiment you can see that's just firing up we're running over 3G here so it's gone into Google oddly the bookmark for us is google.ie which is uh, Ireland it's obviously changeable uh, let me just put in uh, Gmail 
Okay, that's interesting. I've just gone into Gmail and it's complaining that uh, the browser doesn't have cookies enabled. Looking in the menu here, uh, browser settings, yeah, cookies, yeah, I'm not sure. It's, it does support cookies, but for some reason it's telling me that, uh, yeah, okay, that looks like a no on Gmail there. Completely no on Gmail. Sorry about that, Richard. I'll keep looking and see if there's any workaround, but yeah, it looks like there might be a problem with Google Cookies on this device. Uh, certainly, Facebook and Twitter, you can post a tweet, you can um, view your Facebook page and, and add comments. Uh, I've probably looked at about a dozen sites on here. Um, not so hot on security, so trying to sign into my online banking didn't seem to work. And anything, obviously, that requires Flash doesn't work, but it copes with animated GIFs, copes with basic web logons and browsing around websites. On our Kindle page on our main site at FrequencyCast, we'll stick up a picture of a couple of pages just so you can get a feel for how it browses. But certainly, unfortunately, at the moment, looks like uh, no Gmail, certainly no BBC iPlayer, but a lot of access to other sites. Don't be shy to contact Pete and ask him more questions if you're interested, Richard, or anyone else uh, about the limitations of this device. Richard also asks, can one tether a laptop to the Kindle and use it as a 3G modem? Well, that's an interesting question, can you? (laughs) Nice try. Sadly not. No, it doesn't support it. It is worth pointing out that the the browsing capability and the internet connectivity, obviously it's going to cost Amazon an awful lot if people start using this as a replacement to a laptop. So it is a very basic surfing device. The intention is so you can do a Google and a Wikipedia lookup, and obviously so you can go on and get Amazon books and magazines. It's not intended to be an all-you-can-eat data modem where you can chuck away your laptop and get free surfing forever. So no, it does have a, a good number of limitations. It's made for book readers' convenience, not as a tool. A couple of specs I want to give you. Uh, this is 190 by 123 by 8.5 millimetres. The 3G version that we've got here weighs 247 grams. Both versions hold 3,500 books. Wow. Battery life on a single charge, one month. That's very impressive. But that is with the Wi-Fi and wireless turned off. If you've got the 3G and the Wi-Fi turned on, you only get about 10 days battery life. But obviously turning that off, pretty straightforward. You get a month if you're going on holiday, which is good. Yeah, very good indeed. Free 3G wireless cover in over 100 countries and territories. Native PDF support, WhisperSync, worry-free archive, text-to-speech, portrait and landscape. Yeah, that's an important feature for anyone with, uh, with sight issues, is you have... Uh, a little button here with uh, A on it. You can change the font, fit to width, zoom, set actual size and rotate the screen. That's very nice. So there you go. So that's Google at 300 times view in uh, portrait. Well, I can read that from here. I see you can also operate it upside down then. So that is the Amazon Kindle. Now, it's worth pointing out, as we said in our show when we did our first look at this, when the Sony Reader came out, £250, and that didn't have Wi-Fi, it didn't have 3G, it couldn't store anywhere near the capacity. This device... 109 Clearly because Amazon want to make their money not through sales of the hardware, but through sales of the books. So they are getting you to buy the books and use the device to read their books. Of course, you can add your own PDFs and everything else, but the intention is Amazon will make their money back on the electronic sales of material rather than the hardware. Very good. If you're interested in the Kindle, it's available. We'd love you to go and have a look at our review on our website, frequencycast.co.uk forward slash kindle.html, where you'll find photos, us holding it, a few of the specs, and a nice clear button that says, order your Kindle from Amazon today. Brilliant. So that's it for our unofficial guide to the Amazon Kindle. If you've got any questions, get in touch, and perhaps we can answer them in our next show. You can email us at podcast at frequencycast.co.uk with your Kindle questions, or you can call our special pod line and leave us a voicemail. It's a London number 0208 133 4567. 
You can also get in touch with us and sign up to new shows at www.frequencycast.co.uk. And remember to take a listen to our next online radio show. If you've not listened before, here's an extract of what we covered recently. What have you got there? This is the hottest bit of kit. Because it's sent digitally, it's better quality. I'm just wanting to ask you for a comparison between BT Vision against... Freeview News. In the last few weeks, we've seen two news stations. It's the roundabout. Second exit. We've had the top-up TV anytime box since December. We are absolutely disgusted with the service. Use broadband to get television over the internet. It's a darkened room you live in, isn't it, normally? Nabba's take. Nabba's take. Gizmo wannabe. If you want high def, then Sky's very clearly the one to go for at the moment. Sign up for TV and tech news at www.frequencycast.co.uk and enjoy our tantalising take on technology. Frequencycast, unofficial guide. Shutdown complete.